Welcome to the Husband Factory Podcast. I'm the host and founder, Makita Kamara Omensa. Join me here every week where I help single women meet good men and enjoy great marriages using proven faith-based principles. Now, here's today's episode. Hey there, pretty lady. Hope you're having a great day. I am excited to talk to you today about something that I've heard women talk about. And it's actually something that I used to believe about marriage. And, you know, when I was younger, actually, I believed it for years. And when I found out that it wasn't true, I was so devastated. So first, I want to tell you a story. Okay. So this is actually a true story. So I'm going to change the names of the people. So we're going to call the lady Julie and we'll call the gentleman Bob. Okay. So Julie and Bob were in a church service together. Julie was actually visiting the church. Um, it wasn't her home church. She was just visiting. It was a church program. And, you know, she was glad to be there. And in the middle of the service, the pastor, the guest speaker, started prophesying in the service. And he called Julie up and she was shocked because she's like, oh, my goodness. You know, like, how does he know me? He didn't He say her name, but he called her up. And then he said, you know, young lady, please come forward. And then he also called Bob. So he told Bob to please come forward. And Julie was familiar with Bob, but she didn't really know him. And he told them that they were meant to be married. Yes, honey. (laughs) You heard me right. He told Julie and Bob that they were meant to be married. That Julie, this is your husband, Bob. This is your wife. You guys are supposed to be married. And he started telling them all these great things that they were going to do together, that, you know, what their future held, that this was God's will for their lives. So needless to say, the both of them looked at each other and they were like, oh, you know, okay. And then after the service, of course, they exchanged phone numbers and started working towards getting married. They both believed that for this person to not know either one of us, at least that's what Julie believed, for this person not to know either one of us and to call us forward, it has to be God. You know, that's a supernatural occurrence. So they ended up getting married. But not too long after they got married, they realized they had a lot of incompatibilities. You know, they were incompatible in the way they handled money. They were incompatible in their personalities. They were even incompatible in the spirituality, the denominations they believed in, the, the certain parts of scripture that they believed in. You know, there are certain people that believe certain parts of scriptures to be a lot stronger than others or, you know, to be a doctrine. They make a doctrine out of certain parts of the scriptures, you know, in terms of how women should dress, how women should behave and, you know, different things like that. And so they eventually end up getting a divorce. Thank God they hadn't had any children yet. So the children were not impacted by the divorce, but divorce in and of itself is still very painful. Don't let anyone make you think that it's not a big deal. Oh, it's not a big deal. You just get divorced. Getting divorced is like losing an arm. You will feel it and you, it'll, you know, it, it's not, it's not easy. So at when they got divorced and Julie discovered, after they got divorced, Julie discovered that this pastor and her husband were friends. So that meeting on that day was not necessarily coincidence. So for him to tell her, oh, you guys are supposed to be married, it wasn't a coincidental thing at all. The guy had said that this is the woman that he wants to marry. And the pastor had said, okay, I'll take care of it. 
So him calling her forward was not a coincidence. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't, you know, a divine appointment. It wasn't a prophecy. It was <laughs> like people say it was a prophet lie. It wasn't a prophecy. It was a prophet lie. So what am I saying? I always respect men of God. You and I have no business judging men of God, but you and I have a business to be very careful. The Bible says that you should work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You and I have a responsibility to make our own decisions based on the information that we're given. If something is not in God's word, we should run away. If something is not if we can't, if somebody, a man of God or a woman of God tells us something that we can't find in scripture or that doesn't sit well with our spirit, we should run away. We should seek wise counsel. So in Julie's case, that that would have helped her if she had sought wise counsel instead of just going ahead with it. She didn't know all this was happening behind the scenes. So she acted innocently. But you are you and I are responsible. So what am I saying? I am saying that God does not choose your husband. That's just a fact. God does not choose your husband. Now, I used to believe that, you know, you know the story of Adam and Eve. I used to believe, oh, you know, there's one perfect Adam out there. You're his Eve. You're his rib. And when you meet, then, you know, you're just have that perfect, blissful relationship. Uh-uh. There's nothing in God's word that says that. It says that the man should be joined with his wife, but it doesn't say one particular man will be joined with one particular woman. There's nothing in God's word that says that don't over-spiritualize marriage, that you lose common sense. Like in Julie's case, okay, get to, if, if you hear prophecy that somebody is your husband, the very least you need to do is get to know the person first. You don't just get married. And if you start getting to know the person and you guys are not compatible, wait. Like, <laughs> don't run into a marriage where you guys fight like cat and dog and, you know, you're suspicious of each other like CIA and FBI. You know, you're suspicious of him. He's suspicious of you. You fight like cat and dog. You don't get along. Your personalities don't clash. You're not attracted to each other. What's the, like, the, the God does not want you to be miserable in your marriage. So if while you're dating, you're miserable, then don't get married, please. It's not that serious. Use common sense. If you're not compatible, don't get married. God does not choose somebody for you. If the person is not the right person for you. So this is what I want you to think about. If God chose your husband, it would mean three things. It would mean that God is mean. Yeah. If God chose your husband, that means he's a very wicked God. Because that would mean that God chose one person for you out of 7.8 billion people, and he expects you to find that person. How can God be so wicked that he expects you to find one grain of sand in the Sahara Desert? It's not possible. What if, what if that perfect person is in China, and then somehow you guys are supposed to meet together? God does not choose your spouse for you. What he does is... There's not a perfect person for you, but there's a perfect type of person. There's a type of person that's perfect for you, not one perfect person. What if your one perfect person decides that he's going to marry somebody else? Then that means you're out of luck because your one perfect person has gotten married to somebody else. That means you there's nobody else for you. Do you understand how stupid that sounds? 
it sounds romantic. Trust me, I used to believe it too. And I and I was just like, oh, one day I'll meet my perfect person. I wonder what he's like. That one, one perfect person. No, there are types of people. There's a type of person that is compatible with you. A type of person, not one person. Okay. So God is not that wicked that he expects you to find one person out of 7.8 billion. That would be mean. And number two, if God chose your husband, that would mean that God has now started being in the business of taking over people's will, which he's not. Every man has free will. You have a free will. I have a free will. If I decided today that I'm going to slap somebody, do you know as I'm going to slap the person, there's no angel going to come down from heaven to say, hi, stop that. What are you doing there? No. Thunder is not going to roll. Lightning is not going to strike. People kill people. People do awful things all the time. And God does not intercept their will. So why is it now with marriage that God is going to now choose for you? He doesn't even, God does not even choose salvation for you. He doesn't even force you to get saved. Even salvation, which is the best decision you can ever make, which is for your own benefit, he won't choose it for you. He lets it be your choice. So if God lets you not lets you choose salvation, why would he now decide he's going to choose your husband for you? He's not. You choose. He, when it's time for you to get married, God will bring some eligible bachelors your way. And then you choose. You make an intelligent decision an intelligent and informed decision on who is the right choice. You say, any, many, money, more. Based on these characteristics, do you know when I was getting married, I, I made a list of all the men that wanted to marry me and all the men that, you know, liked me or wanted to marry me. And then I judged them on character, judged them on how they treat me, judged them on their walk with God, judged them on their prayer life, judged them on how they treat other people, judge them on what kind of father they can be, judge them on what kind of provider, all these characteristics. And then I saw the best person for me. Based on that, you make up informed decision. God is not going to come down and choose the person for you. He's not even forcing you to choose him. Why would he force you to choose a man? And number three reason why God doesn't choose your husband is just because it's not in the scripture. In scripture, God tells us to not be unequally yoked. He doesn't say, I will make you, un I will make sure that you are not unequally yoked. No, he put that responsibility in your hands. That is your responsibility. The earth is the, the Lord's and the fullness thereof, but he gave the earth to man. When Jesus died, we gained the earth back from Satan. So it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to be equally yoked because he's telling you do not be unequally yoked. So for him to tell you do not be unequally yoked, that means he's expecting you to do it. So ma'am, God is expecting you to choose the right husband. God is expecting you to choose the right person for yourself. God is expecting you to make the right decision for yourself. God will not and does not choose your husband. Okay, so don't worry. I have an episode on what to do and how to choose and what kind of characteristics you can look for. I'm going to put the episode in the bio so you'll be able to listen to it. So don't be afraid. <laughs> you'll be able to review it and know how to choose. You have a wonderful, wonderful day. Take care now. 
I'm sure you got a lot out of today's episode. Don't forget to share. And guess what? The conversation doesn't have to end here. Hop online to www.husbandfactory.com to subscribe to my VIP newsletter. Just scroll to the bottom of any page and you'll see the button there. Remember, all the great love stories you've ever heard, out of all of them, yours is going to be the best. Can't wait to hear it. See you next week.